Yes, it's been cold outside, and now I have a cold. So I guess that's how it works. So welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. 2.01 is the time. It is a Thursday afternoon. Finally, the rain has gone away here in San Diego. The skies are clearing. But now I have a little cold, Scraby. I'm sorry to yeah, I'm inform so you of that. Here. Huh? I'm so glad you're here. You know, everybody is so freaked out now in this world. I've always anybody. been freaked out. Have you really? Yes. Have you always been kind of a germaphobe? You've been worried about stuff like that? I, I will go lengths to not go near someone. So if I so if I have to sneeze, you'd like me to leave the uh, studio? The building. The building? Yes. Just go down to my car. Yes, and sneeze inside sneeze your car. Sneeze inside Contain my car. Contain it inside the car. And then you can come back up. Uh, but right, at least well, you're... I'm actually happy about one thing. What's uh, that? Uh, in the past, when I have uh, asked, are you sick? You say no, but you're embracing it now, and I like that. Well, I want everybody to understand that my voice is a little off today, and uh, that is the reason why, but it is just the, uh, it is a CC, Scraby, otherwise known as a common cold. Oh, I was like, huh? That's all it is. Carbon copy? Just a common cold. You don't have to run from it. You will survive, but uh, so will all of us here for the next four hours hanging out, talking about the world of sports with you. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. is in the middle of broadcasting a ball game in Peoria. Padres and the Seattle Mariners, they are in the eighth inning, so we will uh, probably be joined by Tony in a little while, but uh, big doings down in Peoria today, Scraby. Uh, The entire baseball world focused in on the uh, new right fielder for the San Diego Padres, guy by the name of Fernando Tatis Jr. I've heard of him. May have heard of him. Uh, he was out in right field today for his first spring start in the field. Uh, Fernando winds up 0 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. Panic setting in in America's finest city as Fernando goes hitless in his first official four at bats of spring training. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I don't believe this. Hey, yeah, I don't believe I hope it nobody's either. panicking about that. But uh, you know, we'll get a report from uh, Sam Levitt, who's down in Peoria, and will be joining us at the bottom of this hour. We'll also, of course, get Tony's report on how Fernando looks out there and uh, in right field today for the uh, Padres. Uh, Seth Lugo started this game for the Padres today. How did Seth do? Well, three innings. Uh, allowed three hits, one run that came on a home run by a Eugenio Suarez, who's hit a few home runs in his day. So, uh, did not... he? Did he? Am I making this up? Did he win a home run derby? Maybe I'm making this up. You are. Okay, you are making that up. Who Eugenio, was the... uh, well, they had uh, Julio oh, Rodriguez. Yes, that's Julio that's right. Rodriguez, that's their great rookie yes, outfielder, yes. was. Uh, I think he was close to winning the home run derby last year. He put on a show. He did. I, I don't believe he ended up winning it. Um, but no, A. Eugenio Suarez, the former Cincinnati Red, now a member. Oh, yeah. Juan Soto won the home the, run uh, derby. Yeah, that's right. It was a Juan Soto derby last year. Very it was. good, Scraby. And speaking of Juan Soto, he goes two for three today. Oh, no. His average must be through the roof. Through the roof. 727 for Juan Soto. He currently. <laughs> This is a little ridiculous. He currently has a slash line of batting average 727, on-base percentage 750, slugging percentage 1273. <laughs> His OPS is over 2,000. Uh, that, that's really good. That'll work, right? That'll if Juan, work. If Juan Soto does that for an entire baseball season... The Padres may go undefeated in uh, 2023. <laughs> I mean, that is that is. I know it's just spring training, and I got excited when I was looking at the stats early, earlier. But that is 
exactly what everybody wants to see from Juan Soto. His OPS is 2023. That's the year. That is the year. That's not supposed to be an OPS. No, no. But that is uh, what he's doing so far for the Padres in spring training. Uh, Padres lead the game, if you're wondering, 3-2. to in the top of the eighth inning, Adrian Morajon pitched three innings today, allowed four hits and one run. Luis Garcia pitched the seventh inning for the Padres today. So uh, we'll get the latest from Sammy Levitt down in Peoria. That is coming up at the bottom of this hour. Tony Gwynn Jr. will be joining the show as soon as he is able. Uh, but we've got a lot lined up for you today. Should be a good program. Uh, Stacy Terry Hudson's going to be with us. You know, it is March. Scraby, it sure and is. therefore March Madness has begun the conference tournaments in uh, both men's and women's college basketball, and the Aztec women finished up a 22-win regular season, their oh, best wow. that is in 10 years, a very nice season for them, and uh, they're heading to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm heading there as well. Oh, you are? For, yeah, I'm going to go. Day? Uh, well, I'm going to leave on Saturday because I believe that's when the team is leaving. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first game will be Monday afternoon. All right. Uh, they will be. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk to Stacy Terry Hudson about her great season. Uh, they had five seniors play their final game the other night. And, you know, it was interesting to me. I'm going to ask Stacy Terry Hudson about this because she's such a such a wonderful lady, along with being a, you know, a great basketball coach. It was interesting, and, and I'm curious to, to get her thoughts on this, but as she was going out on the court and embracing her five seniors as they were introduced the other night before the game, I could tell that she was teary-eyed. Hmm. And, you know, we don't think of those things. No. We just think of coach, player, what's your scoring average, what's your win-loss percentage. We don't think beyond that. As fans, we don't think about the the relationships that are that are forged in sports, just in general. And when you're a coach, and maybe six years ago you were in some high school kid's home, talking to their parents, yeah, trying to convince their parents to allow you to help raise their child, yeah. as a basketball player halfway across the country. I can certainly understand why you might be teary-eyed when it all comes to an end. Yeah, you've it means seen something this through, to you. and she's she's seen all of these players through because she's been there for so long. She's been there and, the whole time. Sure, and uh, I think she's said this on the show on a couple occasions that her number one thing is that she loves the graduation rate that she has in the school. It's pretty house. impressive. Yeah. It is pretty impressive, and and it was interesting to me about this Aztec women's basketball team, and they're not the only team in town that can say something like this, but. All five seniors have already graduated and are all taking, uh, you know, courses for their masters. Oh wow! And so it's very impressive. Masters that that it, is impressive. It's very impressive. So anyway, we'll have Stacy on a little bit later in the program. Also today, a little a little uh, segment that I like to call "Where Are They Now?" Oh, as we get into spring training. Wow. Yeah, it's not really that big a deal. <laughs> I just I just like to call it where are they now. But as we get into spring training, I went through every major league baseball roster today. And every everyone? I got them all right here, wow. Scraby. There they are. Oh my Those gosh, are, he does. I have. I have every everybody's roster in major league baseball printed out here. And uh what we're gonna do, where are they now? Like old faces and new places. Okay. Like where are all these guys? that have changed teams in Major League Baseball. I think you'll be kind of surprised when you hear some of the, you know, like, like for example, 
Where's Adam Frazier, the old Padre? Remember him? They picked oh. him up in a trade from the the Pirates. Ooh, he was supposed to I win a batting I title. I think I know. And uh, he 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 did not do well here in San Diego. Is he an Oriole? He's a starting second baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, I might that be better abs- at this than I thought. You might be better at this than you thought. So uh, we will have a little uh, fun with that. That's later in the show. But uh, the thing that that really caught me as I was doing that was how many former Padres are playing elsewhere in Major League Baseball. It's as if the Padres traded an entire team of guys no, it's true. to the rest of baseball so that they could get the team they currently have now. Do you have a count and that I we must, can get to later? Yes, I will players? have a count, and we will run through it. But my point is the team they have now is a whole lot better than the team they've traded away. A whole lot better. Well, that's why those guys so got traded away. It's remarkable what the Padres have parted with in order to get what they have. So uh, we'll do a little where are they now later in the show. Uh, also, of course, we'll have the Daily Gambit. Uh, we have the Big Five. We have Chris versus the fans. And uh, Scraby has uh, cobbled together a back page for us today. Oh, so man. Smith-Schuster. Just wait for the back page. Juju Smith Schuster starring he, in the back page today. He 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 needs to stop, and you'll you'll hear it in the back page. All right, we'll look forward to that. The Aztecs football schedule is out for 2023. Uh, I for one, yes. I guess we'll have to wait. <laughs> but you look at the schedule; it doesn't exactly leap off the page at you. It doesn't. Except, you know, I will say that there are the the first two games don't leap at you, but the next two do. Yeah, they open the season August the twenty sixth at home against the Ohio Bobcats. Yes, yes, not Ohio State. Green I know and you white. Thought of it for a second, but the Ohio Bobcats. Ohio is a team that beat them in a bowl game three or four years ago. Beat them badly in a bowl game three or four years ago. I think it was something like 27 nothing. So the Aztecs will open with them. Then their next game will be against Idaho State. Is that not no, a team? No, it's Idaho. Oh, it's Idaho. The Vandals. It says Idaho State here. It does? On the sheet. So should we make sure? Yeah, let me make sure. It does say Idaho State. Idaho State is a team they played last year. If I'm not mistaken, they did play the they did play them last year. Yeah, they're the that was the Idaho State is the Bengals. They You're are saying the Bengals. This is the Vandals. I'm going back to my press release email. Go to your press release email and make sure that we've got the right opponent. While you're doing that, uh, we will highlight the third game of the season for the Aztecs because that is at Snapdragon Stadium against UCLA. It is Idaho State. It is Idaho State. Yeah. So they're playing them for a second year in a row at home. Is that? Is that a little weird? That seems a little well, weird to me. I guess Idaho State wants the exposure, and so they're willing to fly yeah, out they twice. They played Idaho State here last year. They beat them 38-7, to and they're going to play them again this year. That very, is very strange. Because so, usually it's a home. It's well, like a home it, and home. Well, a Division a Division One AA school, you don't play a home and home. Yeah, you don't have But you very rarely play the exact same Division One AA school in back-to-back years, unless you're Alabama. Then you schedule Austin <laughs> P, and then you schedule them again. But uh, the Aztecs are going to open with Ohio, Idaho State, but then it gets interesting because UCLA comes here on Saturday, September the 9th, and then the Aztecs will go to Corvallis the uh, following Saturday to take on Oregon State. So they do get a couple of matchups with the Pac-12 
And uh, I do see, I mean, four of their first five weeks are at home, which means that the second half of the schedule is more road heavy. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm, they do get Boise State coming here. They do. This so that, year. That's the final one Friday night five. game on September the 22nd. Ooh, that's so. going to be fun. All right, so the Aztec football schedule is out, so we're excited about that. Um, let's see what else we've got going on. We have Bob Melvin down at uh, Padres Spring Training. He is. Discussing the fact that, uh, you know, the, a lot of these guys that are playing today, they're not going to be playing much longer. True. Because they're going to be leaving for the World Baseball Classic. We'll find out what Bob Melvin had to say about that. We'll also have uh, the uh, skipper. Of the Padres uh, talking about Nelson Cruz, who hit his first spring home run the other day, and uh, Xander Bogarts on his way out of town. So we will hear from them in the uh, next segment. But overall, pretty excited for the show today. Should be fun. Yeah, I, should be a good I love one. The back page on it's a Thursday. So uh, we'll uh, have it all rolling for you here and uh, get it uh, going in earnest when we come back. It is Chris Sello. It is Matt Scraby, and uh, awaiting. The presence of Tony Gwynn Jr. on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Listen to your favorite. Man, if everyone could smell this room right now, Chris has eaten Porco Burrito No, I'm not eating a Porco Burrito. Yes, you are. I'm not. I'm eating an avocado and bacon burrito. (laughs) Okay, that's not any better. It's different than a Porco Burrito. Yeah, the Porco Burrito is a lot. Um, We we got lunch as a staff today, and so they have about... I don't know, a hundred extra burritos. Yeah, if anybody's hungry, stop by the studio. Don't tell uh, them that because they will. I know they will. Uh, I'll send Scraby downstairs with a bag of burritos, and uh, you can uh, you can get yourself a free burrito. We have we have so many. I mean, that's the only way we're going to get rid of them. I'm um, just kidding. Please do not say, come by the studio. Someone just texted me. Are you really giving away free burritos? Seriously? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> doesn't but, take people long. No, it doesn't. Are you a double thumbed? A double texter. thumb texter. Two, two, you know, two thumbs going when oh, you're yeah. texting. Yeah, how else would you text? I would, like I do, with one finger. <laughs> I hunt and peck. You hunt and peck? Yes. I do not hold. With the, one hand. I do not hold the phone like this and go with both my thumbs and go like you're supposed to. Yeah. I can't do that. So you, oh, you also are this guy. You have to have it on a flat surface while you're texting. No, I don't. I can hold the phone in my hand. Okay. I usually see you texting on a flat surface. Yeah, usually I do. But like if I was going to send you a text, I mean, just to say, hi, how are you would take, take this, you know, that long. H-I space. H O W space forever A R E space. My wife keeps trying to get me to use the voice recognition thing. Okay, I just feel goofy talking to my phone. I do that sometimes, so I don't do that. But it, like my phone, if I say something that it doesn't agree with, it changes it. I swear because I, I try yes, to do the that's talk the problem. That time. is the big problem with the voice recognition. It doesn't always. I'm trying to say like, how are hi are no I just typed hi are you <laughs> hi how are that is how Chris you and I spelled one wrong there and you he go also, he that's also, how quick it takes me to text for you and also uh, he also puts the blushing happy emoji in there. I think that's the smiley face it's not the smiley the face. the smiley face has too many teeth in you're, it. you're telling us that you love us every time you I don't text I do that. love you okay. I do love you I don't like the uh, smiley happy face with the with all the teeth in it why? I mean, that's it just a happy gives face. me the willies. I don't it like gives that one. You the willies. Yeah, I don't like the teeth thing. 
Uh, we have a tweet, Chris, from Artie Curry, one of What's our Artie good listeners. He said, I'm Matt Scravy for you and Chris. Favorite burrito? Favorite burrito? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to give them a free plug if I do it. Oh, I don't even have a place. I just have oh, an I have order. a place. Okay, go for it. A California burrito down at uh, Lucha Libre. Ah, yes. That California place, Surf yeah. and Burrito. I mean, that's that just the most amazing featured, burrito in the world. That was featured on Man vs. Food. Yes, it was. Point. That's how I discovered it. Really? Man yes, vs. Food? I did not know that Lucha Libre was there until I watched the San Diego version of Man vs. Food many years ago. And one of the places they visited in San Diego was Lucha Libre and the California Surf and Burrito. I immediately got in the car and went down and had to try one. And was the line out the door? Because usually it is. It used to be out the door. I I don't know the Lucha Libre's line is still out the door. I imagine at lunchtime it probably is. But the line used to be out the door all day long. This won't surprise you. All night long. But I I spent... What's your favorite? Taco Bell? No, but I spent a lot of time. Right next door to Lucha Libre was a bar slash club. And so uh, we used to go there all the time, and we used to spend a lot of time in Lucha Libre after the bar slash club. After the bar club. Uh, I guess, you know, I will say California Burrito. I don't have a specific place, but... I, I I do kind of, even though I'm not a seafood person, I like a shrimp burrito from time to shrimp time. Shrimp burritos are pretty good. Yeah, from time but to time. But my favorite would be a California surf and burrito from Lucha Libre. What's the surfing got, part? Well, it's got meat in it, and then well, it's yeah, got shrimp in it. Okay. Oh, it has shrimp yes, inside Yes, and it. it has french fries in it. Well, yeah, I knew that. So that's the spectacular combination that can't be beat. <laughs> Lucha Libre is my place. By the way, Lucha Libre, if you'd like to... Uh, have a Sense sponsor you on sponsor, the program. Yes. Yeah, we you know just give Matt Scraby a call. We'll be happy to sell you a couple of uh, live reads on the program. All right, we got Bob Melvin. Yes, stuff. we do. And uh, let's get into some of this. All right, so Bob Melvin, he is going to be losing some of his players for the World Baseball Classic, and so he was asked this morning about getting the other players, the younger players, the ones that don't get usual playing time, how they're going to handle it with that and all of the players being away. Yeah, it, it does some. Now we'll see some of our younger players get to play. You know, a guy like Merrill's going to get a lot of reps and so forth. But we do want to get our guys together the last week or whatever it is. I'm not pulling for anybody to lose early on so we can get everybody back here because I'm looking forward to watching the WBC as well. But when you have guys, especially in the middle of the diamond, that haven't played together, it's important to team them up. And you have at 2 a.m. watching those Japan U Darvish starts. Usually they've been around 7, so I might wake up at 2 a.m. and it might might still get six hours of sleep or whatever, but I'm um, probably more recorded. <laughs> probably going to record wow. that a boy, Bob. I know. I was just about to say, he's Chris a man watches... after He's a man after my own heart. You watch all your sports DVR. I do. I watch everything delayed. I mean, it doesn't matter what time of day you play your sporting event because I will watch it in the comfort of my time. Yeah, you will, and so will Bob Melvin, apparently. You maybe, know maybe that, you I learned that from? I learned that from Jerry Seinfeld. On the show, or, or in one of his stand-up routines, Jerry Steinfeld once said, and I agree with him 100%, the phone should be for your convenience, not the caller's convenience. Which means, and especially in this day and age, if you're busy and you're doing something else, don't answer your phone. Let them leave a message, call them back at your leisure when it's good time for you. Same strategy with sporting events, and television shows. I don't watch them when they want me to watch them. I watch them when I want to watch them. 
That's why the DVR is a wonderful thing. You are absolutely insane. I, I've always said this. <laughs> How am I insane? I've always said this that I, I the this the only thing I don't watch recorded is sports. Everything else I watch recorded. Everything. No. Sports start, start is watching always sports live. recorded. You'll and love it. I'm also a guy who likes to find out what the score is and then watch it. Because yeah, that, I can... see now I think that's crazy. That seems to be a real waste of time to me. Once you find out the score, you know what I do with that? What? Delete. Oh, you delete after you yeah. find out the score. You don't want to see how it happened? No, I don't care how it happened. I'm only interested in who won and who lost. And if uh, if I know the result, I don't watch the game. Well, I'm gonna, I was thinking about this Bob Melvin clip earlier, Chris, talking about the younger guys getting a chance to play at the big league level in spring training. And I kind of liken it to when I did a postgame here on the fan because we – didn't uh, have many options. They offered it to me. I got an opportunity, and I ran with it, and that's something that these players can do as well. Well, Jackson, this is a great opportunity for a lot Jackson of guys. Jackson Merrill, they love him, and he can continue to shine. There's absolutely no question that this is a great opportunity for you know Jackson Merrill, uh, an opportunity for Odor, who is just yeah. – uh, I'm going to just call him Odor because I honestly don't feel comfortable – Rugned? Pronouncing Rugned correctly. <laughs> oh, I, I think like I'm going to mess it up every single time. You can call him Odor. Odor. Uh, but all of the young guys, they're going to get a lot more playing time than they normally get. Fernando's so going to get a ton of playing time. That is a very time. good thing. And, uh, yes, Fernando will get more time in the outfield. And uh, that can't be a bad thing either. No, uh, Nelson Cruz hit his first home run as a Padre yesterday. And Bob Melvin was asked how he has been able to play all the way up until 42 years old. Well, I think the DH spot has worked out well and that's not an easy job to acclimate to obviously he has you know last several years but you know a little bit like toddy and this is a guy that's just born to play baseball you know and you know a little different his personality would would be especially at this point in time in his career one that commands a lot of respect and they just didn't give him that gm job for no reason they gave him that job because he's job to get you know as many you know, high-profile players there, and I'm sure he had a lot to do with what their roster looks like. Um, but then again, he's a resource for players. He's a resource for me. He embraces that. Some guys don't. That's just kind of who he is. So I think all those things combined, and he's pretty good at what he does at the plate, would suggest he's playing as long as he has. Chris, how many home runs does Nelson Cruz have to hit to be a success? This year? Yes. That's a good question. Um, I think he's got at least a minimum twenty. Uh, you know, I don't know how many, how much you know, playing time he's going to get. He's probably just going to be a DH strictly. Well, but if he's a DH every single day, then he needs to hit more than twenty. He has twenty-five. Yeah, if he's a DH in a platoon type situation where Matt Carpenter is playing DH against right-handed pitching, and Cruz is only DHing against lefties. Then fifteen to twenty would be fair. Yeah, but it just depends on how many at bats. Exactly what his yeah. role is, but that, that something is in the twenty area. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, I'm not not that I'm trying to extra pressure on Nelson Cruz. <laughs> but if we get to the All Star break and Nelson Cruz has four home runs, he's not really that useful to the Padres. Well, I kind of look at what Luke Voigt did last year because to to start the year he struggled. He didn't even hit his first home run for a little bit. Then he started to get going. And I think Luke Voigt was turning into the DH that we all know, but I, I kind of agree that Nelson Cruz has more pressure to be good early because of Fernando. He being does out. because there's so much. Look, Luke Voigt was also 
you know, a first baseman. Yeah, that's true. So he was contributing to the team in other ways. Yeah. Nelson Cruz is not going to be contributing to this team in anything other than a role as a DH. This guy has not played in the field for four years. All right, he played. So you know well, you're I, getting defensively, which is nothing at this. Yeah, point. I take a, I take it back. He he got a couple of games at first base in 2021, but okay. he was nothing but a designated hitter last year. So he has not played. He hasn't played the outfield since 2018. That's six <laughs> that, years ago. That's a long time. So anybody who thinks, ah, oh, you're going to stick Nelson Cruz out in right field while Fernando's recovering, <laughs> it's not, not going to happen. Not you're not going to be putting Nelson Cruz out there. I've played right field more recently. Than Nelson Cruz has. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he's in a full-time type role, then he's got to hit over 20. If he's just platooning against left-handed pitching, he's got to be over 15 because he's got he's he's to be useful to this squad. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, we can't, we're can't. we going to leave people behind that aren't contributing. I hate to say that. How, how much does it change that he's only making a million bucks? doesn't change anything to me. I think it does change something to I me. I don't think it matters Because they're all. not paying him. Doesn't for matter. big production. Doesn't matter. He's, I he's, understand he's he now has on to. the squad. He's now on the squad. As soon as somebody gets on my squad and I'm, you know, Bob Melvin, I'm just looking at what they do. I'm not looking at how much they make. All right, fine. You you make sense there. You make sense there. Xander Bogarts is departing uh, Padre spring training. Actually, he did yesterday. He's going to be playing with Team Netherlands, but he talked about his spring training so far with the Padres. I've been seeing the ball much better than previous springs. Uh, early on, I know I'm a kind of a start, a slow starter, uh, just with my timing and stuff like that. But so far, it's been pretty good. How has the the start of Padres camp and getting to know these guys, being around these guys, been for you? And, and do you think like being away for a couple of weeks, like what what might that do? I don't think it'll do it'll do any any harm. Uh, I'm just going out there and playing for my my country and putting in some, I would say, more competitive games. Uh, not saying that these aren't, but I mean. I gotta play a little bit more innings over there with the Netherlands squad and uh, try to win as much as possible and stay in the tournament as long as possible. Every win is important, and obviously playing with some guys that I've played with growing up, uh, it should be fun. When you get over there, does the focus switch to what you're doing over there? Do, do you kind of keep tabs on this? Or oh yeah, I'll, t- I'll keep tabs okay. for sure. Uh, I just gotta continue doing my work, my work, and uh, I mean, once I get back here. Uh, you never know, I can get back here in the first round or maybe I can get back here in, after Miami. So it all depends how we play, and, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to that, but uh, I will be able to get my work in. So one thing about the questions that have been asked late, lately, Chris, is the are you guys going to be okay that everybody's going to different places in the country during spring training? Even I don't buy I know that the question has to be asked, but even I don't buy that it's going to affect them in any way. I do. You do. Yeah, I think it can be a, a bit of an effect. I mean, okay, not a big one. Not not going to change the fortunes of a season. But to me, spring training is the time where a team starts to come together a little bit. Now, the good news is the Padres are largely the same cast that they were last year. Yeah, so they all, all know the main each other. parts know each other. But you know, Bogarts is not going to get a chance to get to know everybody as well as he would if he were here for the entire spring training. Um, you know, Matt Carpenter's trying to make his way, Nelson Cruz. You know, so you've got some new pieces. I I think your identity isn't necessarily – your identity is not carved out in spring training. No. 
But I think a lot of the groundwork is done in spring training as far as a ball club coming together. So I think they are going to miss that. Unless you win the Cactus League, then you know. Then everybody celebrates and it's a big party, yeah. Uh, We are going to be catching up with Sam Levitt in our next segment, but we're not sure if it's going to be at the beginning because the Padres are still playing. So they're in the bottom of the ninth. Now it's a tied game. One out, so, uh, yeah, only one out in the inning. So we're going to have to uh, float Sam along, but we will get him on the show to catch up about Padres baseball. And we'll do that when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Padres, Cactus League, title hopes. Take no! a big hit today. Alberto Rodriguez, backup outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, RBI double, bottom of the ninth inning. So the Mariners rally to beat the Padres today, 5-4. In spring training baseball, final just in from Peoria, Arizona. Mariners scored two in the bottom of the eighth to tie the game. Win it on the walk-off double. The walk-off double came against Padre reliever Sean Poppin. Not good. Not good for Sean Poppin. Not good for the Padres. They fall to four and three in spring training play. They are now a distant game and a half behind the front-running Kansas City Royals. I can't As they try to chase Scraby's elusive Cactus League championship. I can't believe it. Can't I know believe the Royals are the better team. They are much Never better. Never would have thought club. that. Yeah, Royals are tough. Uh, I can't name a Royal. <laughs> I can't either. Ben Attendee? No, he's not even on the Royals anymore. Or is he? I can name one for you. What? Who? The Franimal. Oh, I forgot Fran about Reyes. him. Yes, that'll be among the... Uh, Money Margot just got a haircut. <laughs> Still love uh, Fran That's me doing my version of Fran Mil Reyes. Yes, later in the show we'll have a "Where Are They Now" segment. All the new stops for all of the Major League Baseball players. Fran Mill will be part of that. Uh, just recapping the spring training game again today. Uh, Juan Soto two for three with an RBI. Now hitting seven twenty seven with a twenty twenty three OPS. No, that's not the year. That's actually his OPS right now. Uh, He's on fire. And uh, Fernando made his right field debut today, uh, 0 for 2, with a walk and a run scored. Uh, Didn't see anything defensively from Fernando. I know he fielded his first ball cleanly. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. But I do know this is a big deal. What if he would have kicked it, like, into the... Kicked it all around the track. People there would have been, been some sca- there would have serious been some- panic. Yes, going I on. agree with that. Serious panic going on. Uh, Sammy Levitt's going to join us from Peoria, and uh, he'll as give us a Padre update possible. very soon. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. of course joins us as soon as he uh, gets back to the palatial estate. I'm sure the Pope Mobile is standing by <laughs> to give Tony a ride. He back. was he was not too happy that I described the Pope Mobile well, yesterday. And truth hurts. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't want you to give away this all of his true. secrets. Okay, he doesn't want you to give away all of his secrets. That is funny. Uh, one injury note of of note actually today in Major League Baseball has to do with one of the one of the Padres' rivals in the National League West, although uh, they're not much of a rival. Colorado Rockies lose second baseman Brendan Rodgers perhaps for the entire season. Oh, wow. This according to manager Bud Black. Rodgers, who won the gold glove last year at second base, suffered the injury by diving or while diving for a ground ball during 
a spring training game against the Texas Rangers, trainer had to pop the shoulder back into place. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Padre fans? Uh, 26-year-old Rodgers had 13 home runs, 63 RBIs last year. Third overall pick in the draft way back in 2015. But Rodgers was uh, being counted on to be one of the uh, the middle-of-the-order guys for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, That is certainly up in the air now. Uh, Rockies don't really have somebody else to take over at second base. Um, You know, Alan Trejo, former Aztec, is on that team. Uh, Cole Tucker, guy they picked up from the Pittsburgh Pirates. But there's not much else there for the Rockies. And it looks like they're going to lose Brendan Rodgers. Now, Scraby said that to no fault of Brendan Rodgers that the injury suffered by Brendan Rodgers is my fault. It's true. And it all comes down to karma. Mm-hmm. We're going back a couple of days now. This has been a topic. This, this has week. been a topic for a couple of days. Gavin Lux got hurt, out for the season, Los Angeles Dodgers. I said I wasn't that upset by that news. <laughs> you did say that. I mean, I, I don't I know that it's not good to ever cheer for anybody to be hurt. And although I'm not standing and applauding, you know. To me, the Dodgers losing a key piece is not exactly bad news. Scraby said the karma got me on mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers. And the why reason, is that? Because Brendan Rodgers is a starter or was going to be a starter on my fantasy baseball team this oh, year. Oh, no. Chris's fantasy baseball team. It is where play, real players go to die for the season. Yeah. Nobody wants to be drafted by me it's on my true. fantasy baseball team. You've had some pretty terrible luck with injuries over the I years. Have. Um, I have. had the, Now, the only guy that I had on my team last year that actually did something was Manny. Oh, Manny yeah, was spectacular, true. but later in the season I traded him because I was so far down in the standings. You're trying to build up for I next was trying year. to build up for this year. Yeah, this year. So I have parted with Manny. I no longer have him, and that's good news for any Padre fan. Yeah, you do not want me to draft or own any Padres did in you, my fantasy baseball league because I am the jinx of all jinxes. Did you uh, have him on your team when he hurt his ankle in Colorado? Yes, I did. Okay. That was, but I mean, overall, Manny was, oh, you was know, pretty solid last year for me. So, oh, of course, that was uh, that was one of my better players last year. But yeah, I do have a have a way of having guys come on my fantasy team and then all of a sudden have their careers go right down the tubes. I don't know why that is, but um, anyway, I will try to stay away from all Padres this year so that I don't jinx anybody out there. Do you want to? Um... Because Sam is busy trying to get things wrapped up yeah, I know. after the game. Did you want to do the Daily Gambit early? The Daily Gambit early? Yeah. Why not? All right. Play it. Well, I got to go find Well, don't suggest it and then not be ready for it. <laughs> that's, that's a good point, Chris. You are absolutely right there. So we're going to go to the Daily Gambit right now. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit, our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. 
And Normally do it at 3 o'clock, so some of you yes. might be tuning in and hearing it for the first time. Yes. We remind everybody to gamble responsibly. Please do. This is all just for fun. It is. And uh, it's even better when we lose here on the show, but we didn't even ba- gamble at all. So I didn't actually lose any money. And if I did bet on the show, Chris, I would be very broke. We'd be miserable yeah. almost every single day yes. if we put actual money on some of these bets. So last night, Kevin Durant returned to the lineup in his new team, the Phoenix Suns. And they were out in Charlotte, I believe, playing the Hornets. And yeah. Kevin Durant, his point total for the day, over under 21 and a half. And that would end up being over. He had 23 points. He made it by one bucket. He did. Chris went under. Tony and I said over. But you were, right before you left here, you you said he's got 21 points with like seven minutes left. Yes, he made one basket in the final seven minutes to get over. As usual, the guys who make the point spread are pretty accurate. Yes, they are. It was just one basket, one way or the other. See, I don't know how they know this because he's coming back from injury. I don't know how how they they know know he's going to be that that 21 and a half is the one. They're really, really good at it, which is why it's really, really hard for you to win out there. It really is. It's it's, it's incredible. I mean, if they made the number 40, it would be real easy to bet under. But they always make a number that's really difficult to predict. But it's hard to predict a guy in his first game back with a new team is going to score more. Or less. The 21 and a half points. I would have thought like 17. But he is Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Of so. all time. Of all time, really. Yes, he is. Uh, now, I w- went out on a limb yesterday, and I was a very big Georgetown fan. They were at Creighton. Creighton's in Nebraska, by the way. Uh, the Creighton Blue Jays? Blue Jays, Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. That's correct. They were 18-point favorites in the game. Now, we had two bets, and it was a pick-your-own-adventure. It was either the money line, where Georgetown was plus 1150, or the spread, which was Creighton by 18. Chris Creighton. Tony went Georgetown after Chris said they only lost by 10 points last time they played Creighton. I went money line on Georgetown, but you just one, thought Georgetown was going to win straight up. Straight I told up. you that was pie in the sky thinking. Uh, it was it was most definitely pie in the sky thinking because Georgetown lost ninety nine to fifty nine. They didn't even score a point for the first five six minutes of the game. It was sixteen to nothing right out of the gate. I know that it was brutal. Yeah, and so that so, was a that was a, a lost bet by you. Yeah, now I know why I will never pick Georgetown to win. Well, you see, again. you can't do that and be a successful better though. You can't have a lose on a team and they go, well, I'm never going to bet on them again. This doesn't mean that Georgetown will never win again. I'm never going to bet on them again this year. All right. Does that work for you? That works for me, but it's still not smart. (laughs) Because the next game, the next game, they might bounce back and win against the spread. You never know. No, that's true. It definitely has happened in the past before. So we are going to, uh, uh, we're going to see what happens uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Sorry, Chris. I'm trying to do like nine different things at once. That's why I sound confused. But we are going to have Sam Levitt. Oh, on that's the show. why you sound confused. Yes, I'm trying to text and do <laughs> bets and all this other stuff. But Sam is going to be on the show at three. So I'll right. have him then. Okay. Uh, the uh, it... <laughs> what? I can't speak. I don't know what's going on. The Illinois. What did you do with your dinger? <laughs> Where'd my dinger go? <laughs> Where'd my dinger go? The Illinois Fighting Illini, thankfully I can say that, are three and a half point favorites over Michigan tonight. And this is one of the better bets that I found out there. People want you to bet on this one. So what do you say, Chris? What are they saying? 
Uh, oh, yes. Uh, three. Yeah, they're saying to go with the Illini. Three and a half points at home. Going with Illini, three and a half points at home. Michigan. Michigan needs a win to get into the NCAA tournament. Illinois does also. This is a pretty good game. I mean, this is a tough one. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Juwan Howard in Michigan. Juwan Howard's a little crazy, isn't he? He's, he's, he's out there. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If I was an official in NCAA basketball, Juwan Howard would scare the daylights out of me. Yeah. I would not want to make a bad intense. call in his presence. Uh, will this change your mind? Illinois and Coach Brad Underwood have swept all five games between the Wolverines and the Illini over the last four years. No, this makes it more likely that Michigan is due. All right, you're going to choose Michigan. I'm going to go with... I'm going to follow your... They're due. You're right. You're er- taking Michigan. I am taking Michigan because According you're right. to this, the uh, spread is five points. Yeah, There's, I got this earlier in the day, so... It's already gone up to five points, so that's even more reason why I'll take Michigan. That is, that is very true. I'm going to take the five. Now, Arizona State is taking on UCLA, and uh, this... Arizona State made... We had the, in Rate the Radio call yesterday. They had a game-winning shot over Arizona. So do we yeah, think they that they can... Um, are they going to score a lot? Because this one's a, a points total bet, Chris, and it's going to be Arizona State and UCLA under 135.5 points. Now, we don't do these a lot because I personally don't think these are very fun bets because I just never know if a college team's going to score 80 points or if they're going to score 40 points. It's pretty hard to tell. What is this spread? hundred and what? 134.5 points. You know, it's ridiculous because uh, if you look at these two teams uh, together, they average 134.2 Oh, and the great. spread is 134 and a half. Okay, great. So it makes it almost impossible to figure out one way or the other. Uh, Arizona State, Arizona was an 89-88 game. That's a pretty high scoring. UCLA game. plays a lot better defense than that. It is at Poly Pavilion. I'll take under. I, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say under because that would be crazy for Arizona State to score as many points as they did last time again. Now. You're, you don't believe that? No, I just coughed. Oh, I thought you said something. No. Now, the golf odds right now, it's the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. All right. Thank you to Ma- MasterCard. Appreciate yes. you mentioning that. John Rahm right now is leading the tournament at 7-under. He also has the highest odds right now on the live odds board, plus 135. Xander Shoffley, plus 1,400. Um, and that's, you know, Scotty Scheffler plus 700. And that's about it for big names at the top of the leaderboard. R- Rory McIlroy plus 4,000. Jason Day plus 8,000. So I just can't believe how good John Rahm is. He might be the best athlete going in all of sports right now. He's, he, as, as you guys would say, he's definitely on a heater. I mean, this guy is unstoppable, right? He's already won three tournaments this year. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. This early, I mean, we're only in March 2nd. He's already has three wins this year. He's number one in the world. The last person to win three tournaments this early in the year was Johnny Miller back in the mid-70s. See, anytime you so do we something... Haven't had any, we haven't been really this hot in 50 years. I was going to say, that anytime... That includes Tiger. Yeah, anytime you you have a record and Tiger doesn't means that you're doing something pretty crazy. I mean, he's on fire right now, and he's seven under par leading this tournament. And but the thing gonna, about golf is that... Like when these guys are are on it, they're on it for a couple months and then they fall off. But you know who else is on it right now? Scotty Scheffler. He is. Well, Scheffler's he was on minus last year. four today. Yeah, and he's already won two tournaments this year. So I'll take Scheffler. You're going to take Scheffler plus seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take John Rahm. I would take. Um... Who are you going to take? Mm. Max Homa. No. It's minus two. 
I don't know. I got to think about it. All right. Think about it. We'll come back with Sammy Levitt talking Padre baseball, the latest from Peoria. Tony Gwynn Jr. should be joining us soon as well. Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan.